Welcome back. You're watching Stock Picks. Today we unpack some top and bottom small cap stock performances. That's DRD Gold, ACI, Equitas Property Fund, and Cap Industrial with, with Keith McLachlan from Integral Asset Management. Keith, it's a pleasure. It has been a while. Thank you for your time today. Good to be here. Awesome, Keith. Let's talk uh, some of these uh, small caps over this first half of uh, 2023. But before then, Keith, maybe let's talk about the small cap index as a whole in the first half of the year. How has that fared? So it's much, much like the rest of the world, excluding big tech. It's uh, it's been a tough year, more or less. Um, you know, we're we're being propped up by a weaker rand on some of the rand hedges and the big cap indices uh, on the JSE, the small cap indices is obviously far more domestic focused and therefore doesn't have that or at least as much support in that element. So it has underperformed relative to the large caps. Very interesting. Are we seeing that, uh, Keith, are you expecting a similar performance in the second half of the year? Well, it really depends on your call on the economy in the RAND. Um, I think, unfortunately, an environment is unlikely to magically change just because we passed a middle, middle point in the year. Uh, so hopefully load chaining is a bit better. Uh, RAND stabilizers and interest rate hikes are largely behind us. But unfortunately, we're not certain about any of those variables. So I think, I think the pressure remains, unfortunately. Yeah, that is rather unfortunate, uh, Keith. But let's uh, reflect then on the first half of the year with one of the top performers being DRT Gold. Talk to us about the performance of this miner. Sure. Well, obviously, uh, as a gold stock, it benefits from the gold price. And in terms of RAND gold price, gold is up. Mm -hmm. They've got a leveraged uh, business to the, gold, to the RAND gold price, and therefore they're up a lot more. Um, Across the board, gold miners have done well in the JSC this year. Mm -hmm. DRD has done exceptionally well. Uh, and that's that's really a combination of the fact that they as a, you see, they're not a deep level miner. They're in fact a surface processor. So they've, mm -hmm. they specialize in processing uh, tailings dams and extracting leftover gold from that. What that does do is it makes them highly operationally leveraged to the rand price move, but perhaps more subtly important in this environment, it insulates them somewhat from load shedding. Mm -hmm. They're less energy intensive than deep level mining. And then throw in the basket, Sabanya still waters controlling stake, and there is possibly or at least likely logically uh, you'll notice lots of lots of questionable statements there <laughs> but logically there's a tie-up with their tailing dam processing skills mm -hmm. and, and Sabanya Stillwater's PGM uh, tailings uh, we we will see how that plays out but it's but it's been a it's been a stock in the right position doing the right things it's very interesting, um, this uh, company, um, you know, Keith, because you mentioned that it's not, you know, uh, that uh, kind of uh, deep mining, it's all uh, on the surface, which has been uh, good for it. But I am wondering, um, from your perspective here, if uh, there is any room for it to grow into another kind of miner. We are seeing a lot of consolidation. We are seeing a lot of kind of, uh, you know, miners going into new kinds of metals, trying to position from themselves from where the mining sector is going, which is green. Um, is this worth it for DR Gold, DRD Gold to even be looking in this direction? I would think unlikely. Mm -hmm. If you have a look at the balance sheet, they're quite well capitalized with about two, two and a half billion net cash in the balance sheet. But given their skill set and given their relationship with Sabanya Stillwater, it is far more logical for them to look towards uh, aggregating more tailings um, and in fact sw sweating the existing assets 
pushing more tailings through, opening up new ones, and focusing on that skill set. Um, but never rule, never say never in the market. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think it's unlikely. I think it's stepping outside of their core strategy at this point in time. I must also ask you, uh, before we move away from here, the, the price of gold right now experiencing various uh, headwinds. Um, I'm wondering if this has uh, anything on the prospects of DRD gold looking uh, into the rest of the year. Sure. So let's just define what you mean when you say the price of gold under pressure. You're referring to it in dollars. Yes. The price of yes. gold is, in fact, up about 15% year to date in rands because mm -hmm. the rand is weakened. DLD might sell gold in dollars, but its cost basis in rands, and therefore the translation effect is quite important. Uh, we uh, at Integra Asset Management are constructive on gold. We think it makes sense in this environment to hold some insurance policies in a portfolio, and gold is a very, very good one. Uh, so, you know, it's tied into your view of gold, but as a South African miner, very much tied into your view of the RAND. We remain constructive on it, though. Wonderful, um, Keith. Let's move on now and speak about uh, HCI, a uh, diversified investment group here. What are you uh, making of the strong performance we've seen from this company in the first year, first half of the year, rather? Sure. So uh, HCI's core underlying investments, and so it's a whole code, it's an investment company. Its core underlying investments are Togo Gaming and Southern Sun Hotels that was previously called Togo Hotels, and in fact was part of Togo Gaming and got unbundled from there. Now, ca casinos and hotels were exactly the asset you didn't want to be in when hard lockdowns hit, and the world shut up shop about, uh, what's it, two, must be going on three years now uh, ago. They've, it's been a hard slog for them to get out, but they have seen strong and good recovery, at least operationally. Uh, HCR felt the effects of the solar for the share prices much more intensely because it, it's got a range of a couple other uh, assets, mm -hmm. but perhaps more subtly, it has debt at the center, and therefore it had an exaggerated impact. It makes sense that as those assets recover, hotels, gaming, all the same things that were beaten up in COVID, that HCR feels the same recovery once again on a leveraged effect at the center um, as, uh, as we come out of that and as those assets recover. Now, uh, its net asset value is about 220 rand a share. It's trading at about 220 rand a share. So the market's discount is fully fully given up, and it's it's trading in line with its net asset value, which is in fact much higher than a range of other uh, investment holding companies that typically uh, trade at discounts. The question has to be asked is why? Where did this extra added performance come? And it really came from the oil and gas side. They've got a about a 49% stake in something called Impact Oil and Gas. Mm -hmm. If you've been following the news in the last couple of years, you would have noticed the oil and gas discoveries off the coast of South Africa, Brill Potter specifically, and the ones off Namibia. Mm. The, these are direct interests in that. Now, how much are they worth? What are the what are the real long-term potentials? You know, how long is a piece of string? Mm -hmm. The market is certainly rewarding them with uh, with, with, with the share price performance here relative to NAB based on that. We'll be watching that one. I do believe there's some mystery around uh, those valuations, uh, Keith, and that could compromise the share price at uh, some point. Let's look at some of the losers now. Equitas Property Fund, uh, very surprised here. They were doing so well post uh, COVID-19. So Equitas the Property Fund specializes in logistics and warehousing assets. Now, that, that was a great business to be in when everyone was locked inside and the only way to get anything was to order it online. It would flow through warehouses and flow into your house. Um, 
pointedly they moved a large portion of the balance sheet off into the UK mm-hmm. where exceptionally low interest rates and the boom in this warehousing and logistics and distribution space led to extremely uh, high valuations for these mm-hmm. sorts of properties. It has come out the other side and it is now unwinding that way. If, we, if you have a careful look at the last set of results, they wrote down their UK properties by 21% in sterling. Sure. Sure. This is this is the unwind of higher rising interest rates, normalizing the world and overpaying for assets, quite simply put. Uh, in South Africa, they're having a slightly better performance. Longer term, though, longer term, there's... Uh, oh, and then standing back from the actual share price performance, they were trading at uh, uh, in line to a premium relative to book value. Mm. That is unwound. They're now at a discount as well. Uh, perhaps the market is pricing in some further downside in their assets. It's worth noting that these exceptionally long lease warehousing and distribution assets, at the start of them, you own the client. But by the end of them, the client could potentially own you because if they don't renew and they can almost dictate the prices in many instances, you're left with a very large, expensive and empty asset. Sure. Sounds like a bit of a bleak picture, uh, Keith. And I must ask you that UK economy really, really experiencing, um, you know, the kinds of headwinds. I know in my lifetime, I've never heard of the UK, um, you know, economy experiencing. And I'm wondering if it also just is here, just a matter of being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Definitely, definitely. It's not just the pressure of uh, exceptional interest rate hikes, pressure of inflation and shortages pushed out of Europe uh, from the UK and war. But uh, Ukraine war, um, but it's also don't forget that they are feeling the tail end effects of Brexit. Mm. UK, the end of the day, is an island, and therefore you have to import a lot of things and you don't have a lot of natural resources. The moment they ceded from Europe, uh, it 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 was always going to put the economy under pressure. This is just timed with other headwinds as well. So definitely, that pressure is is, is part of it. Very interesting. Let's talk uh, Cup Industrial now. This is a highly industrialized uh, company, but of course, a high raw, pri- um, raw material prices, high inflation, Keith, um, high interest rates. Uh, that hasn't been good for this company. No, Cup Industrial, and it's no, no slander against them, but they were spun out of Stanov. And in fact, shared a back office with Stanov at one point. They don't anymore. There's no relation there at all. And there shouldn't be a discount for that fact either. What they are, though, is an industrial conglomerate focused on South Africa. They've got logistics mm-hmm. in the fold. They've got timber through PG Barson, the new transfer logistics side. They've got chemical safety pole. Um, they've got bed, uh, uh, bedding, uh, which is really uh, rest tonic. As it's a diversified but South African-focused and industrial, mm-hmm. and basically everything's been under pressure. Mm-hmm. And we can see this volumes are down, load shedding's biting at different divisions. Um, it's It's been a difficult, difficult period for CUP. Uh, and as a small cap, as a SA Inc. stock, uh, and coupled with the, the negative, negative last set of results and the negative operational trading update recently, you know, you can see the market just quite simply losing interest and marking them down. It's, you know, and three times multiple, perhaps forward on a four or five times multiple that could be argued to be a bit, bit aggressive. Um, but unfortunately, being a cheap small cap on the JSE is hardly a unique feature of this market. Uh, cap is just another one.
Wondering what that balance sheet looks like at Cap um, uh, Keith. Is it a time for them to be looking to diversify geographically, considering that South Africa's issues are deeply structural? Definitely. So the balance sheet's a bit more geared than some of the other industrials. Uh, and that's not the position one wants to be in as interest rates are rising. It is a reasonably well-managed balance sheet, assuming operations can hold their own. This is always the problem with debt, is when things go against you, they aggravate your bottom line. That's what we call financial leverage. It's very interesting. We'll be watching how this one plays itself out, Keith. Now, um, as you may know, uh, a lot of our viewers are retail uh, you know, investors, and they, uh, we often uh, try to give them an educational term that helps them really understand the world of stocks. Uh, today, we are growing with a gross profit and operational profit, I think, operational differences. Speak to us about uh, these two concepts, Keith, and the difference between them. Sure. So your ability to sell a product or service for more than it costs you to produce it, we call that gross profit and it creates the gross profit margin. Um, but a business is not a single sale. A business is a platform or infrastructure whereby you're selling thousands and millions of repeat transactions. Um, and in order for that to exist, you typically have overheads, offices, you know, factories, etc., etc., that sit there. Um, once you've taken those out of your gross profit, you're left with operating profit. And therefore, a different way of looking at it is operating profit catches your uh, operating leverage. So fixed costs tend to be in the OPEX line. Variable costs tend to be in the gross profit line. But more subtly, while a high gross profit margin shows that you have pricing power at a product or service level, a high operating margin shows that you are an efficient business. So your so your uh, structure, infrastructure, in order to set up for repeat transactions is very well managed. Well, Keith, uh, a pleasure having you with us today. I uh, hope to see you again uh, sometime soon. Thank you so much for your time and invaluable insights. That was Keith McLaughlin from Integral Asset Management with your Tuesday edition of Stock Picks.